Alright guys, welcome back to Season 1, Episode 16 of Soaring Highs and Crushing Lows. Mostly crushing lows with a few scatters of soaring highs. Listen, tomorrow the t-shirt order is going out. If you haven't ordered a t-shirt yet, you know, time's a ticking, okay? We got a lot of orders coming in. We're making our orders. We're making the shirts over at Lloyd Sixmas on Frankfurt Avenue. Okay. Shirts are made here in America. We don't make our shirts in China. I think uh, other podcasts probably get a lot of their material from China. I would say that the little ice man definitely orders his material from China. But uh, not on this podcast. We keep things here in the States. In fact, we keep it in the neighborhood. Lloyd Sixmas is going to be making the shirts. And uh, if you want a shirt, you got about... 14 hours, okay? Because tomorrow at noon, those shirts are going out. Everybody that ordered a shirt, thank you very much. Appreciate it. You got to make sure you wear it down the shore. If you wear it in Sea Isle, that would be particularly funny to me. But I appreciate those who have ordered a shirt. And let's get into episode 16 of Soaring Highs and Crushing Lows. I guess I just got to dive right into it. Uh, what the hell's going on up there? What's going on in Philadelphia? Last weekend, basically the roads had 95 got taken over by a bunch of uh, vandals, uh, hooligans, uh, maniacs. You have a bunch of people, okay, that are literally, there's sort of like this common rule that I have, don't play in traffic. I think everyone can, uh, growing up, your mother would say to you, be careful when you cross the boulevard. That was a big thing for us, crossing the boulevard. You know, it's, what is it, uh, 12 lanes, 16 lanes? It's, it's, it's a big street to cross. Now, you have adults. By the way, everyone that was on, on 95 last weekend was an adult. That's kind of the scary thing to me. You have grown people that are deciding, hey, what do you want to do? What are you doing this weekend? Oh, I don't know, no plans. Oh, I have an idea. Let's drive our cars on 95, then do donuts in the middle of the highway. Yeah, these people need to be locked up. They need to be put away. 95 isn't exactly a playground. Um, it reminds me of back in 2020. I was driving down 95 when it got taken over. It, it got taken over by a bunch of uh, white people with purple hair. We can only assume they were temple students. And they were on the highway as I was trying to drive down 95. <laughs> no, by the way, shame on me trying to drive down 95. I mean, come on. What kind of maniac tries to drive down 95? Don't you know that this is, a, this is where we do donuts? This is where we protest? This is where we hold signs? You're trying to drive down an interstate? What are you, crazy? I mean, that's insane. The, the idea that you're going to drive down 95 to me is just... It's insulting. That's, that's, that's where we protest. Anyway, I was driving down 95. I had a really shitty car at the time. I think it was a Honda 93 Civic, maybe. And uh, traffic comes to a halt right by Penn's Landing at the tunnel. Out pop these white liberals. I mean, you would have thought, I mean, they came in scattering like cockroaches. Say her name, say her name, say her name, say her name. I said, say whose name? I'm just trying. I'm just trying to drive to the post office to deliver the mail, which was my job at the time before those manging mutts attacked me. But 
last weekend I see all these cars on 95. In fact, I saw a guy with a flamethrower. That that's just goes to show you the lawlessness in Philadelphia. There's now they're just shutting down highways. By the way, just regular people. They're shutting down highways. They're shooting flamethrowers into the sky. They're doing donuts. They're doing burnouts in the middle of 95. You know, it used to be. And then you have all these people, like, almost, like, defending the car meetups. Well, car meetups have been going on in Philadelphia for years. Yeah, dude, down by the fucking river. If you're going to do these burnouts and these car meetups, how about you go a little further down by the river? Not on 95. I mean, these people are fucking insane. The fact that you have people defending them. Well, you know, it's just a car meetup. Dude, what are you talking about? You're shutting down 95. That's insane. And uh, so, naturally, they shut down 95, and the police are called. And uh, they show up, and this, from what I read, what I read, sorry, from what I read, this kid basically, he, he hits two cops with his car. So the one guy shoots him, and he kills an 18-year-old from Glen Mills. Now, what is an 18-year-old from Glen Mills? By the way, you ever been to Glen Mills? You ever see these people's houses? Hoo-hoo, baby. <laughs> Keeping up with the Joneses, all right? These people got some money. What's happening is you got these loser kids from the suburbs. They're coming down to Philadelphia. They're causing a ruckus. So he comes down here, and he hits two cops with his car. The cop shoots and kills them. It's an unfortunate situation, but, I mean, look. When you're playing in traffic, there's a good chance you're I mean, you're playing in traffic on 95, and then they're shocked. Well, he was such a good kid. He was a really great kid. Okay, well, he obviously had a few screws loose. And what's happening now in the culture of this country, and especially in Philadelphia, they interview his 18-year-old girlfriend, and she says, Oh, these cops, these cops need to face justice. You can't just take a life. Listen. At what point did we start uh, listening to teenagers? She's an 18-year-old that wasn't even there. And the news is saying, like, like she's telling the facts. Like, she knows everything. Dude, when I was 17, we got called egging houses, okay? My dad beat the living shit out of me. I mean, pummeled me. And that is sort of what, what needs to happen here. And, th- and this could have been avoided. This kid... That got killed, you know, two months prior. He was driving 130 miles an hour down 95 in Philadelphia. By the way, he lives 45 minutes away. So it's like, where are the parents here? How do they say, hey, 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 buddy, we're taking the car keys because you're driving like Vin Diesel. You're driving like you're in Fast and the Furious. Yeah, so basically Philadelphia is starting to look more and more like Gotham City. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. But I will say this. I will go into the unsung hero of the week. And the unsung hero of the week goes to my friend. And by the way, this is the first time this has happened on this show that someone has been awarded the unsung hero of the week twice. So special shout out to Jim Kenny. Jim, come down, take a bow. You all know Jim, the mayor of Philadelphia. Um, Jim, last weekend... You know, while the city was burning, while there's, you know, 15 murders, well, that's just par for the course. He was down in uh, D.C. catching a ball game. And that's what I love about Mayor Kenny. I really do admire this about him because he just doesn't give a fuck. 
Um, the city's burning, and he's and he's watching a baseball game, tweeting. So basically, all you need to do to be the mayor of Philadelphia is have a Twitter account, and you can just go wherever you want. Do you remember when he shut down the whole city? You weren't even allowed to go get a beer at Harrington's, but old Jimmy Boy was down in Maryland breaking crab legs. It's it's unbelievable. The man deserves the unsung hero of the week twice. I mean, do we like him? No, we think he's a scumbag. Do we respect him? You better believe it. Guys, you have to keep in mind that these politicians are making $200,000 a year. They're making $200,000 a year, and all they have to do is pretend to care. They don't have to actually care. They don't have to do anything. All they have to do is pretend to care. Jim Kenny, he doesn't do it. He's at a baseball game. And he said on camera, I can't wait to not be the mayor anymore. Well, dude, just resign. I mean, it's that simple. For $200,000 a year, oh my God, I will take that job tomorrow. I mean, us regular folks, we got to work 60, 70 hours a week and to make 40 grand a year. Jim, $200,000 a year. That's what he's making, and that's... uh. Pretty good. Shout out to Jim Kenny, the unsung hero of the week. All right, let's stop talking about Philadelphia for a second. That place is a, a cesspool. Um, something I found out this weekend, which rather eye-opening to me. Perhaps the Catholic school system failed me. Perhaps uh, Penn State failed me. I found out this weekend that New England is not in Massachusetts. You know. I always assumed that it was in Mass. I thought it was a New England Patriots. I thought it was a Massachusetts thing. It turns out that New England is actually six states. Okay? Did anyone know this? Is it just me? Is it third track? Where did I get failed? I had no idea New England was like its own little providence. I was watching a movie with Madison the Magnificent when it said uh, New England. And she said, oh, I miss New England. I said, well, you're from Connecticut. She said, exactly, that's New England, you dumbass. And I said, no, I think you're wrong here. I'm pretty sure New England is actually in Massachusetts. And I was wrong. So just a little uh, geogra ge geography for the listeners here of uh, soaring highs and crushing lows. Um, if you thought New England was in Massachusetts, uh, we need a refund from our schools. Speaking of schools, I segue. Well, that, that was actually a very nice segue. And uh, back in fourth grade... <laughs> I almost forgot to talk about this. I had a teacher, okay, I went to Catholic school. Her name was Judith Devlin. Now, her last name was Devlin, D-E-V-L-I-N. Now, you might be saying to yourself, oh, that kind of that rhymes with the devil. And that's because, as far as I can tell, this woman was the devil. And uh, early in the school year, in fourth grade, it was, the year was 1999, like I said on my on the podcast, I was an innocent young boy. When Judith had asked me to go to the blackboard and write something in cursive. Now, in my mind, I know I don't have a fucking clue how to write this in cursive. But, Francis, come to the board. That's what she sounded like. So I get to the board and, you know, I pretend that I know what I'm doing. I'm staring at the blackboard. All right, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know. All right, let's try it. So I tried to write it, in, and I think I had to write a Z, a capital Z and a lowercase Z. Now, as I stand here today in 2023 at age 32, I'm just not so sure I know how to do that. I mean, I, I would struggle right now to write a Z in cursive. So I'm up at the board, 
and I can't figure it out. I'm just staring at it. All right, let's try this. I tried. It's a squiggly line. Judith walks over. She was a mammoth of a woman. Oh, she was a behemoth. She was huge. She came right over, and she took the chalk out of my hand, and she said, she turned to the class and said, if I only had a brain. I was shocked. You know, it was bad enough I was getting bullied at a football practice. That's a story for another day. I don't need to come to the classroom and get bullied by you, Judith. Coming, a woman that can't even put lipstick on without getting it all over her teeth. And uh, Judith's bully. She says, if I only had a brain. Which is just such a hurtful thing to say to a nine-year-old. And all the other kids in the class, they were like, <laughs> snickering at me. Which, for some reason, the rest of the kids in the class decided to all sing together in perfect harmony, I may add. If I only had a brain. Well, let me tell you something. I was so distraught by that day of getting bullied in the classroom that I went home, okay, and I had, uh, I may, I may have had three or four Budweiser's. And, uh, you know, smoked three packs of Camel cigarettes. I, I mean, I, I was distraught. That was in fourth grade. Okay, the next year, fifth grade, that's when I started getting into trouble, started getting demerits, started getting... Because I don't trust these teachers. Do you understand? I went to the board to try and rate a Z, which at 32 I still can't do. And I got mocked, I got ridiculed, I got bullied, I got chased off the thing. Miss Devlin, if I only had a brain. Now, why am I talking about Miss Devlin? Oh, well, she retired yesterday. I can't believe it. She must have been 70 when she was teaching me, which would make her the ripe age of 93, retiring. She was uh, just a downright nasty old bag. Uh, a lot of people had problems. A lot of people had problems with her. Not just me. She was nasty. And she just retired the other day, so... Miss Devlin, we wish you well. We wish all 17 of your cats the best of luck. And we hope you enjoy retirement. We're just glad that you're done terrorizing the children of Shellmire Avenue, which is where Resurrection is. So Judith Devlin, to that we say farewell. It reminded me of The Wizard of Oz. Since she's, okay, by the way, I'm not, she's not the only one that can quote The Wizard of Oz. When the uh, witch died and they came out and said... Ding dong, the witch is dead, the wicked witch, the way no witch. That's her. That's her. And the proclamation came across the land, so children of Ronhurst, children of Northeast Philadelphia, fear no more, Judith Devlin has retired. Now, I hate to do it again, bring up another 95 story. Did we really do this? But earlier today, 95 collapsed. That's great. That's great. 95 by State Road collapsed. Now, what do you mean by this? The fucking... Highway collapsed. I've never seen anything like it. I don't know what's going on, but that is just truly going to be an absolute nightmare. If you're in Philadelphia traveling on 95, good luck. I guess the unsung hero, Mayor Kenny, is going to come out and suggest that you take the L or you take the subway. The only problem with that is you're likely to get killed when you ride the Philadelphia subway system. So you have to ask yourself. This is the question you have to ask yourself this week. As you're getting ready for a new week, you say to yourself, hmm, do I sit in six hours of traffic or do I take the convenient railway system where a homeless man is likely to masturbate on me? 
because uh, we already did an episode on this. What goes on these subways, what goes on the L is just absolutely disgusting. But I don't think you have a choice anymore, Philadelphia. I don't think you do. I, the highway collapsed. Okay, I don't really know how how, how else to tell it to you, but uh, yeah, I guess you guys are shit out of luck. Oh, in other news, the Unabomber killed himself today in his cell. 81 years old, killed himself. And this makes me think, guys, I, you know, if the Unabomber killed himself today, 81. By the way, how are these guys getting, how are these high-profile criminals getting away with killing themselves? Why are we even wasting money on it? The Unabomber was a, a sociopath that was sending bombs in the mail. And instead of killing him in 1996 when he got caught, they gave him five life sentences. What the hell is the point of five life sentences? What are we doing? If someone's guilty enough that you sentence them to 400 years in jail, I mean, I think, why not just kill him? I mean, Christ, the Unabomber. And, uh, well, I'll tell you one thing. I hope, now this is kind of, this is sick in the head, but they made so many movies about this guy, so many Netflix documentaries. I hope he's getting, I hope he got a cut of it. And, and that's sort of the thing. You should kill him in 96. Then you don't got to worry about him getting rich. Because I'll tell you one thing. The Unabomber, okay, he's in jail. He has more money than every one of us losers going to work tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, five life sentences. In other news of criminals, uh, they think they got our old, our old pal Donnie, Donald Trump. He's got to get a trial on Tuesday. The witch hunt continues. They just can't leave this guy alone. They just can't leave poor Donald alone. Every day they're pulling, they're pulling new stuff out and, and they're going after him. Uh, we support the orange man here. I hope he's going to be okay. I, re I really don't understand what he did. But, you know, Sleepy Joe, he's got a mission. He's after the dawn. All right, we're going to wrap up uh, episode 16. Not a lot going on, okay? Uh, I'm going to be home in two weeks and we're going to do a live podcast live from my parents' basement. Now that's going to be exciting. Live from my parents' basement at soaring highs and crushing lows. But just wanted to get an episode out to you guys. 20-minute episode. Not great. But, like I said, slow week here. Uh, if you haven't ordered a shirt yet, you have personally offended me. And, uh, yeah, I wish you would order a shirt. you got 14 hours to get one in. <laughs> I'm recording this episode over at Madison the Magnificence House. Yes, I'm still in a relationship, if you can believe that or not. I know a lot of people probably had bets going on that I'd last one month. I've surpassed that. I've moved past one month in a relationship, which is my longest relationship to date. So that causes for celebration. Um, yeah, that's the end of Stoptic. That's the end of uh, episode 16 of Soaring Highs and Crushing Lows. I'll see you next time.